Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. He loves everybody, so he has no favorites, no extra credit. You don't do any extra credit, do you? Extra credit is, praise God, you came and you don't fail the test. You get to take the test. So um, I encourage you, if you've not taken one of the spiritual warfare classes, it'll take your life to the next level. It'll show you what's been going on in your heart. Um, it'll, it'll awaken your, your eyes to the spiritual, spiritual realm. How many of you know that we as believers, we understand by reading the Bible, the spirit realm is more real than the realm we live in. We just tend to forget that sometimes. So make sure you're in the Word. You as believers, man, God has a plan and a purpose for your life, and He's going to walk it out for you and with you. So hang in there. This is your year. The world's going to continue to get weird. Some of you are like, how could it get any weirder? Read your Bible. What Jesus said, He said just, you know what Jesus said at one point? This is not to put fear on anyone. This is just to keep you awake to the facts. Jesus said, in the last days, there will be room, wars and rumors of wars, right? We got stuff like that going on. And he said, plagues. Can you imagine we closed down church every time there was a plague? We wouldn't have no church here in the, in the coming years. So, uh, so help us God. We're going to do our best to stay open. We'll fight to stay open. As with the Constitution we have, it is illegal to close down churches no matter what anyone tells you. People forget that. All right? This is other good news said, man, fully vaccinated people don't have to wear a mask. So whether you're vaccinated or not, I've been fully vaccinated, but it was many years ago, okay? I think I was 10 when I was fully vaccinated, so I'm not wearing a mask. I wasn't anyway at most places, right? But hey, look, you do what you feel peace with, but remember this, through it, through it all, remember there's plagues, there's different things coming, don't lose your faith. He's not a philosopher, he's worldly, he's very talented, but Eminem had a song that where he said, feet fail me not. Y'all remember it was in that movie. I never even saw the movie, Eight Mile or something. And the song was real catchy. They played it all over. It went really big in 2003. But he said, feet fail me not. And no, I'm not an Eminem fan at all, period. He's talented. He rhymes words that shouldn't rhyme. But I, I, I'm disappointed in him, all right? But what you should be saying, your song should be, faith fail me not. Been talking to my guys in my Bible study. Keep the faith, stay connected. Five words, real simple. Keep the faith, stay connected. You can't do this on your own, so keep the faith, all right? Today I want to talk to you about life's real treasure. Someone say life's real treasure. Real treasure. Let's go to Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. Check this out. Matthew 13, 44. The kingdom of heaven, Jesus said, if you have the red letter edition in your hard copy Bible there, some of your apps even have red letters. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. It was, could have been hidden in plain sight, right? Commonplace field, there's a treasure. What did he do? In his excitement, I like this translation, in his excitement, he hid it again and sold everything he owned. Why? To get enough money to buy the field. Either God's kingdom is worth it or it's not. You decide which. You decide which. We can't ride the fence. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant, a trader, a businessman or woman on the lookout for choice pearls. When he, I'm going to go ahead and add she in there because women know how to hustle just like men, right? 
sale. I, there's a lot of people in here slinging something that's legal, legal and moral, and you're selling it on the side. Congratulations. When he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and bought it. Wow, that's powerful. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Let's pray over this word that we just received. I want to talk to you about it. Father, I thank you that you've given us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to understand. Help me to properly explain your word today as I teach and also proclaim your word as I preach it. I thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness. In Jesus' name, we all agree, amen and amen. So my first question today, and this is my first point, is what is important to you? Don't say anything out loud. It's a rhetorical question. <laughs> I've asked some hard questions before and people were telling on themselves, man. I'm like, oh, you weren't supposed to answer that. Don't answer. What is important to you? What's the top of your list? It's interesting, in, in the more ancient languages, there's no such thing as priorities. The word priority in the older languages only comes in singular form. So it's priority. You have one thing. We say priorities, and that makes sense in English. I got things that are important. Here's how it's lined up. But who and what is your priority? What is important to you? Here's the next question. What is most important to you? Sophia and the family, they're going through it because she lost her daddy this past week. And praise God, he made it to 82, but it still hurts. It still hurts, and that's between them and God on their grief. But we're going to comfort them as we can. But her dad was important to her. But I will tell you something about Sophia and her family. I'm going to tell you about them. The most important thing to Sophia is Jesus. The most important thing to Johnny is Jesus. I can speak for them. I know them. They love God. And they're going to hurt. They're going to go through pain. The funeral's going to be right in here Tuesday at 10 a.m. And we're going to support them. We're going to help them in their grief. And sometimes... You hear from people and they say, man, don't worry, they're in heaven, they're in a better place, and that's a good thing to say. But I remember when I lost my mom, I said, yeah, I know, we believe God, but man, I wish he was here with us. So I ask you again today, what is most important to you? Take inventory. Take a proper accounting of what is most important to you. Say, is it your money? That was a good illustration. Is your, your smartphone? Right? It happens. You're forgiven. Twice, right? It happens. I think Dad's phone went off one time in church. Nobody even knew it was his, though. We're all, man, hey, I wish they'd turn their phone off. You know what I'm saying? But what is most important to you? Is it your money? Don't hold on to that American dollar. There's nothing backing it. It's called fiat money. It means it's worth what you think it is. It's worth what it's worth until the rest of the world goes, wait, that's just paper they're printing. Gold doesn't back up our money. They took us off the gold standard in the 70s. You say, wait, no, I know. My priority, most important thing to me is cryptocurrency. Man, the more I read about that stuff, yeah, if you feel peace, invest in it. That's between you and God. Everything's going digital. How else would the mark of the beast work, right? It's got to be digital dollars. But the more I read about cryptocurrency, the less I understand. But I will tell you this, and this is the beauty of the gospel and what's most important to me, and I know what's most important to you. 
is the more I read God's word, the more it makes sense. It's not lost on me. Jesus was brilliant because he explained the gospel in a way that a child can understand it. He said, I came to die for your sins. Believe in me and the works I do and greater you will do. He said, you'll cast out devils in my name. Man, there's been folks in here and I've been part of that crew. We've cast demons out of people. Say, man, is that real? I thought that was just in the movies. I thought that was just, no, it, it happens. It happens. Said, man, they will lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Real simple. You know who makes it complicated? Humans and their priorities. My priorities. What is important to you today? What's most important? Let's go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Hear me out. God has a word for you today. I, I believe he's already speaking to your heart. Man, he's touching me as I speak this. Look at what Jesus said. Once again, if you have a red letter edition, this is in red letters because he is speaking. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. You ever had someone steal something from you? Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Dad Brown, when he came to my mom's funeral, he brought his brown suit. I think Mom Brown's watching this morning. He had his brown suit. You remember that suit, baby? It had, it, had, it had seen better years probably. I thought it looked handsome on him, but he'd had it a long time. Well, he came out to the desert, and I think some moths got into his suit and ate it up. Moths eat fabric. That's so strange to me. But Jesus knew what he was talking about. He said, store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy. And thieves do not break in and steal. This is powerful. Are you still with me? Someone say, I'm still with you. I don't want anyone to go to sleep today. Listen carefully. Please don't be on your phones. I want you to listen carefully. Anyone who knows me in here knows that I do not go long. I respect time. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. So where your treasure is, that's what you think about 24-7. Think about that for a minute. That's not a message of condemnation. It may be a message of conviction. But what is conviction for? So we can do better. God deals with me as stuff all the time. You know, you know one of the ways he deals with me? I show up on Sunday mornings, and right around 8 a.m. sharp, I think, my smartphone puts up my average daily time on my smartphone for the week. I looked at it today and said, oh, Father, please forgive me. That's up. I love the weeks when it's down. People say, well, I've been on, on my Bible, on my phone. Oh, I know. Praise God. That's good. But you've been doing everything else on the phone, too, for better or for worse, right? Phones can be great, but they can be terrible. They can be distractors, and they can push you away from God. Many people are reading their Bible on their phone, and everybody's texting them with an emergency, right? Have you noticed all the emergencies happen when you're trying to spend time with God? See, I have an emergency. What is it? And it may be something crazy. I have an emergency. I'm hungry. What? I have an emergency. I, you know, whatever. I have an emergency. I forgot this or I forgot that. Or I, you have an emergency. You forgot this. You know what? What is important to you today? Take inventory. For wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. That's number one today. So ask yourself. Take inventory once again. Proper accounting. What's important to you? Number two. 
after you've thought about what's important to you, I want you to go to this second point and set your eyes on the right thing. There's a simple verse. Do we have Matthew 6.33 back there? Did I put that in the lineup? Even if we didn't, everybody in the house knows that verse. In King James, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, right? Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, New Living says, and he will give you everything you need. I like King James because it says, All these things shall be added unto you. People are looking for something. And how many of you know that nothing feels like God's presence? Nothing. When you're going through a loss, nothing comforts you like the Holy Spirit. No one can comfort you like the Holy Spirit. And man, many of you were there at mom's funeral. Many of you were there, man. If you need something, let us know. And it was amazing. And they're going through that now. But I'm so glad that they have their priority, which is God. Because man, it's hard to get through stuff in life when you don't have God as your priority. So set your eyes on the right thing. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. You've heard this before. Now learn it and live it. Live righteously, and he'll give you everything you need. You guys remember Adam and Eve? Two of my favorites, two of my least favorites. I don't know how to describe it. We have a love-hate relationship. People are always like, man, when I get to heaven, I'm going to talk to Adam. I'm like, bruh, if it was you, you'd have messed up everything. You'd have eaten every apple off that tree if it was apples. Or grapes off a vine. or what? It said tree, so Whatever kind of fruit might have been some mystical fruit we don't know about we always think it was an apple but they messed it up why humans are like well we're human and so we understand adam and eve if we'll humble humble ourselves they're in a garden of delights from god and they only wanted what they could not have a perfect garden. Can you imagine? God's telling y'all right now, Here, here's all the things you can do. I love it because John, over the years, he told me about youth ministry. And I, I was a youth pastor for a couple of years. And I remember at that age, kids try to, the ones that are struggling with it, they come to you and go, Pastor Matt, Pastor John, you know, whatever. They go to their youth pastor and go, so what can I do and it not be sin? How close can I get to the line? How much alcohol can I drink? Well, let me tell you in Spanish, which is my second language, well, menso, don't drink. If you've read your Bible, you'll know that. And don't give me that Jesus drank wine thing. That's a whole other thing. You don't even know what the Hebrew word for that is, do you? No, let me tell you. It's yayin. And that word can be either fermented or unfermented, alcoholic or non-alcoholic. So as far as we know, Jesus drank grape juice. Don't be talking, and, and people asking me that, well, well, hey, but I don't get drunk. Yeah, but you're struggling with it already. And if you need to drink that every day to function, there's something going on. Say, so, no, I'm good. I'm not an alcoholic, but it just relaxes me. Oh you, got, oh, you got to drink that to relax? You know how I relax? I put my phone away, make sure I'm kind of partially shaven, and I try to smooch my wife. I'm all, come here, girl. Or I put my phone away and I read on my Kindle or my book or we watch something together. If you need that to relax, no, you need God to help you. You need deliverance. And I'm, I'm not hitting. Look, I'm speaking by the Spirit of God today, so please respect the word that is from God today. This is not my word. I was not going here today, but you got to set your eyes on the right thing. Some people say, man, why you got to go there? Well, what about all the other stuff that's not the right things? Man, if I, didn't love, if I didn't love you like this, I'd say everything was perfect and you were perfect. Right? 
If God didn't love us, he'd just say, no, you're perfect. You don't even need a, a savior. But a, a, a pastor who loves his people, a mom or a dad who loves their kids, they go, look, you're doing great, but how about this area? My dad still does that to me. Me and my wife, iron sharpens iron. We deal with each other that way too. We help each other. We're going to go to heaven together, and y'all are going to be there with us. When Jesus comes, we're going on the first trip out. Do y'all believe that? Live right. Live right now, and then we're going to be real excited when we miss all the mess of Revelation. Hopefully, we're going to miss all that mess because it's getting crazy now. Let me just throw this in there. The first stimulus package of March 2020, you know what they tried to slip in there? Digital dollars. Do away with that American dollar. Let's just go, and I don't know what they call it, the American digital. I don't know what they call it. Bitcoin. Heaven forbid, I mean, you know, all these different cryptocurrencies. And nobody can explain it to me perfectly because I'm like, what? So you own a piece of software, but it's worth thousands of dollars? How does that work? It's crazy, huh? But it's leading to something, so you got to set your eyes on the right thing. Now, I got good news. Someone say good news. Let's go to Philippians 4.8. Some of you are like, man, Pastor Matt's hitting me in the stomach today. No, I love you, man. I love you, so I'm going to tell you the truth. You know how many lives I've seen shipwrecked by not setting their eyes on the right thing? And it all started as, you know what? I need it because of this. It's my thing. Me and God have an understanding. No, you don't. God sets his boundaries, and we either stay within his boundaries or we step over his boundaries. Set your eyes on the right thing. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. This is powerful. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Hard to do sometimes in this world, how huh? There's so much junk out there. I know. There's a lot of junk. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, the apostle says. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you, period. Then the God of peace will be with you. Keep doing what you see good examples do. If I'm ever a poor example to you, don't do what I do, really. If I'm ever a poor example to you, I will sit my tail down of my own will and my own volition. Say, no, I'm struggling, I need to sit down. I'm going to always do my best, so help me God to be a good example. I'll get up here and tell on myself, though. I repent in front of y'all all the time. Y'all just don't know it. I get up and tell on myself. That's always been my habit. It's like, man, God's dealing. Like when the governor was, she was closing churches, I was mad at her. But then, you know, I'd, I'd come in here and I'd tell y'all, I'd say, man, God's dealing with my heart. heart. He's working on me. I'm trying to think on the good and not the bad. I'm trying not to put on these boxing gloves, right? Set your eyes on the right thing. Let's go to Luke 16, 11. What does this say? And if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? This hit me hard this week. God says, I've given you stuff to be faithful with. Now be faithful with it. If you can't be faithful with this fake stuff, the stuff that's passing, how are you going to be entrusted with the true riches of heaven? So be faithful. Set your eyes on the right thing. God's kingdom, your walk with him, your spouse, your kids. My wife and I still don't have kids. And I watch people who have kids and don't spend any time with them. And I am amazed what we do to have kids right now. 
That's an eye-opener, isn't it? And I see those who don't have a husband or wife, and then those who are married, and they, not, nobody in here, I'm sure, nobody on the live stream and nobody in here, but I'm going to just put this out there into the, the radio waves, the internet waves. But there are those wishing and praying and believing God and holding on to hope for the right spouse, a man or woman, and those that are married not treating their spouse right. Wow. Take care of what God has given you. Spend time with those kids. Spend time with that spouse. You still got your parents? Spend time with them. You say, man, my parents are ungodly. We'll love them, respect them, pray for them, and get up out their house if you're not out of their house yet. Right? If you're old enough to do that. All right? But if you are untrust, untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? Set your eyes on the right thing. Don't be like Adam and Eve, our father and mother, right? Our original mom and dad. They said, yeah, Lord, this is a perfect garden of delights. We have each other. We have plenty of animal friends. I mean, who knows? Somebody said animals talked in the Garden of Eden. I'm like, I don't see that in Scripture, but maybe, I don't know. The serpent talked to them, and they didn't think it was weird. Can you imagine? But they set their, they, they, were, they were set up in perfection, and they said, yeah, God, thank you, but what about that one thing that you said we couldn't have? Do you know little babies are like that? Little two-year-olds? Little three-year-olds? You can give them everything, and they want the one thing you don't want them to have. That's human nature. Don't be like that. So that ties into number three, and I'm so glad you're hanging with me. That ties into number three today. Stay focused. Let's go to Proverbs 4.20. We're going to read through a small text here. Proverbs 4.20 on down to verse 27. Look at this. My child, pay attention to what I say. Wisdom is speaking here, right? Speaking through these words. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Don't lose focus. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. For they bring life to those who find them. Remember scripture says, seek and you shall find. They bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else. What's the translation here, Dad? Your heart, I believe, is your soul right here. Your mind, your will, and your emotions, if you look into the Hebrew on that. Guard your soul. See, we all talk about this. Man, there were 50 souls that got saved. Well, no, I know what you mean, but no, actually, we just don't say it because it sounds weird. 50 spirits got saved. It just sounds weird. Soul sounds pretty cool and churchy. Hey, God wants to save your soul. Yeah, he does. But when you accept Jesus, your spirit is reborn. Your soul, it's your soul. It's your mind, your will, and your emotions. And you got to work on that with God's help. That's your thinking. That's your decision-making abilities. And it's your feelings. So guard your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead. That's focus. Someone say focus. Say it again like you believe it. Say focus. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. That's powerful. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. It should be common sense, but how many of you know it's not common sense anymore? It used to be common sense to not drive 90 miles an hour through a school zone. But we've seen people do that. I've seen people racing through a school zone with the lights flashing right here in front of the church. See, it's common sense. It ain't common anymore. It's uncommon sense now. 
But wisdom will help you to live long. Wisdom will help you to honor your parents. Wisdom will help you to fear God. Wisdom will cause you to honor your spouse and your kids and spend time with the right people and get away from the wrong people. Wisdom will cause you to take care of your body. Wisdom. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. So stay focused. How many of you know when you're playing sports? I know there's a lot of sports lovers in here. You got to focus, right? You got to know where the ball is. Right? You got to know where your team are, teammates are and where the ball is. Look at this. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Don't get sidetracked. Keep doing what God has called you to do. Is that, is that all the way to 27 already? Perfect. Some translations say do not look to the left or to the right. Straight ahead. Straight ahead. Full steam ahead. Hang in there. Life's real treasure. What is important to you today? I want you to think about that as I begin to wrap this up. What is important to you? Let me add that other secondary question because that, that really got me yesterday when I was all alone with God. I felt him pushing me to write this down. Okay, all that's great. What's, what's important to you? What is most important? What's most important to you? Say, man, my education. Well, education's good. But you're not going to take that to heaven with you. Unless it's an education in God's word. Beyond that, hey, I tell people go to college, go to vocational school, get trained, get skills. Learn it. Do it. That's great. If the, that's the next level for you, do it. That's important, but it's not the most important. People say, man, my 401k. Man, don't base your, don't base your happiness on the American dollar. I'm going to tell you right now. That thing is funky. Inflation, inflation's rising as we speak. And the inflation's interesting because they don't count food and fuel prices in inflation numbers. So the number they tell you said, inflation went up 4%, 4.2% in April, I believe is the number. Prices got higher. But they don't include food and fuel. And fuel is crazy on the East Coast right now. And food right now, you've noticed it. Moms, dads, whoever shops, you're like, why is that so expensive? Just trust God. He'll bless you. You just may, may want to just not do the Fruity Pebbles this week if it helps you. For a number of reasons. I'm not going to get into all of them. But what's important to you? What's important to you? What's most important? Number two, find out what's most important to you. It should be God, and then you need to set your eyes on the right thing. Set your eyes on Jesus. There's an old song we used to sing, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. That's number two today. And number three, once you've found the right thing, remember those treasures? The guy found a, a treasure in a field, man, he hid it and said, I, he sold everything. He said, I need that field, not for the field, but for the treasure that's within it. He sold everything to get that field with the buried treasure. Then a merchant found a pearl of great price, and he sold everything, traded everything to get that pearl. Stay focused. What is it you want in God? What has God promised you? What are you holding out hope for? He said, man, I'm just believing God. You don't give up. I'm going to tell you right now about the staff at this church, the pastors at this ministry, the leadership here. We believe God. Everybody has moments where they waver, but I'm going to tell you right now. We teach faith because we believe faith. We live it. We walk in it. We believe God. There's things we don't understand. There's some things we'll never know the answer why until we get to heaven. Sometimes people find a lack of understanding to be their big reason 
for putting their faith away and losing their faith. They don't know why. They don't know why God, and it's crazy. They say they don't know why God did that. It's never their fault. That's strange. No, we don't understand why it happened, but we're going to trust God. Someone say, trust God. Uh huh. They used to mean something on coins. It says, in God we trust. It still says that on American coins. You hold on to, you hold on to what God's given you. What's important to you? I pray it's Jesus, man. I pray he is your priority. Number two, set your eyes on the right thing. And number three, you stay focused with it. You hang in there. You have a Bible reading plan. You stick with it. Times are going to get weird, but there's two messages. A message of judgment for those without Jesus and a message of hope and deliverance for believers. You're a believer. Things are going to get better for you, even through the dark times. You'll see it. But it, the world system, the Greek word for the world system is the cosmos. It ain't going to get better. They're not figuring it out. They didn't figure it out again. Why do you think every seven years there's a big recession? Say, oh, because man's system, they have it figured out. If they had it figured out, that wouldn't happen every seven years. So you got to put your hope in God. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes today. Stay focused on what's really important. That's the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is now among you. Here it is. I believe with all of my heart that most people in this room have made a commitment to Jesus. But if you have never committed to follow Jesus, you have never done it, you've never committed to follow Jesus, I want you to raise your hand today. You say, man, I've never committed to follow Jesus. God bless you, young man. We're going to pray together. Thanks for your courage. I'm also going to add to this call, those who say, man, I just need to get right with God. I just want to make sure my heart's right with God. Raise your hand today. I'm going to pray with you. Thank you for your courage. You're going through it. God's with you. God's with you. Let's pray today, and I'm going to pray for both. But everybody repeat this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, say, I believe Jesus lived, died, and rose again for me. His blood was shed for my sin. I call upon the name of the Lord and I am saved. I believe. Lord, help me. Strengthen me. Forgive me. Save me from myself, from sin, and from hell, because it's real. I believe, Lord God. Everybody repeat this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for cleansing me, for forgiving me. I am right with you by faith. Strengthen me, Lord, for the work ahead. I trust you, and I believe in Jesus' name. Amen. Right where you are, go ahead and stand to your feet real quick. I'm going to pray with you. Because I believe the word fell on good ground today. You guys are a fabulous group of listeners. There's a fabulous audience today. Let's just raise our hands toward heaven. Let's, let's talk to God about the word we just received. Because I got a lot of good out of it too. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you because it's fallen on good ground. Every family, every individual, even for those they represent, God, this word has fallen on good ground because now they are the place of your habitation, Father God. They're going to walk out your word. They're going to live it out. They're going to practice it. They're going to imitate Jesus. And Lord, I thank you that we get to walk this out in faith. You trust us enough to give us your word. And you want us to do the right thing with it at the right time. Now's our time. And we thank you, Father. We believe. Like Scripture says, they heard the word and they believed. And those that believe, Scripture says, 
it is counted unto them as righteousness. The just, the righteous, that's me, that's you. You live by faith, Scripture says. The just and the righteous shall live by faith. That's the only way to live. Because in faith, we go from faith to faith and glory to glory. It's this level to the next. It's this place to the next. God takes us and he takes care of us. We believe today, Lord. We thank you for your word. Let it continue to convict us and work powerful transformation in our lives. In Jesus' name, somebody said, amen.